Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, January 27th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Matt Robinson, Zach Urban. It is a full house slammed for this final Saturday before the All-Star break and really the final big NHL card before the All-Star break. And it is big, 28 teams and 14 games here on this NHL slate. We'll get to those in just a moment. Just going to hit briefly hit on the games last night. Rangers can't be trusted as a big favorite. Kind of warned you about that. Vegas, what an impressive job by them taking care of the Rangers last night, 5-2. It was a great game, Florida-Pittsburgh. The only thing I didn't like was losing the team total on Florida, but it was a very intense game. There was a lot of animosity, scrums, bad blood after the whistle. Uh, so they did cash Florida money line, but I was hoping the team total would get there. Pittsburgh tied it late, but Florida wins in a shootout 3-2 uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, last night in that one uh the la kings man their woes continue they lose to uh, colorado last night uh five to one uh and things just continue to get worse and by the way i'm calling out bally sports west the kings broadcast you when your team sucks ass right now and people want to know what's going on in that dressing room and they want to hear what the coach has to say after another loss that continues the skid for them you can't go off the air before we hear any sound from the team that's a disgrace last night. I'm I'm tuning in for the post game just to hear what Todd McClellan has to say or see if, or see and hear if Drew Doughty's going to have another tirade uh, after another loss. And here's Bally Sports West with Daryl Evans and Jim Fox and the the, the lady who is the uh, sideline or the um uh, the you know rinkside reporter and the host for the broadcast saying, "All right, that's it for our post game. We didn't get anything out of McClellan and nothing. We didn't hear any press conference." from McClellan or anything from the players, it's a bad job. Your fans want to hear that now, especially now with your team just completely circling the drain at this point in time. So I got to call them out for that. That's bad job television-wise. What do you have to what, what do you have to get off the air for so quickly? What, for the millionth time you're going to show World Poker Tour, some bullshit? Come on. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's get real here. People want to see that. That's you owe it to your fans there to, you know, most of the time the post game show gives you the coach's press conference and gives you interviews in the dressing room. Why not last night? Uh, so that was frustrating. I wanted to hear something from LA after another bad game from them, but wasn't meant to be. What also wasn't meant to be was cash and Seattle team total over, man. What a tough beat, tough beat there. Tough loss for Seattle. They're up three, one midway through the second. They look like they're going to run St. Louis out of the building, but they can't get that fourth goal. St. Louis gets it to 3-2, and you just felt St. Louis found a way to hang around. They got outplayed in that game big time, but Bennington made some big saves. Seattle couldn't convert on their chances, and it ended up being a 4-3 St. Louis win in OT. So uh, that's the Friday games. Um, uh, Alex, just anything briefly you want to say on the Friday games? Yeah, I mean, nice to, to cash a draw there with that Seattle-St. Louis game as also Florida-Pittsburgh coming through. So uh, draw season still in full effect. And, you know, kind of mentioned with that Vegas game, you, you said it about how, uh, you know, this is a good spot for them as a dog, you know, a big ESPN kind of game. And they actually absolutely stood and delivered. Someone in the chat yesterday was kind of, you know, uh, shitting a little bit on Aiden Hill, saying that, you know, his mechanics aren't that good. He's not really that good of a goalie. Well, 
going back to February last night. Yeah. <laughs> going back to February 9th of uh, of last year, he is now 33 9 and four regular season and playoffs combined in his starts. I, I don't think that's uh, pretty bad at all, to be honest. No, it's not. I think it's pretty good. Uh, no question uh, about that. Uh, Matt, uh, how was the night for you? Yeah, it was obviously a, a pretty big mix. Um, had some good beats. L.A. obviously wasn't what I was hoping for. Um, I was also on that Seattle team total. But the big bet that hit for me that kind of made my night profitable was I had a parlay going with all four first period overs, and all four of them hit. So it was a nice little, um, nice little payout. So overall, not a lot of surprises. I was happy to see Vegas win. Um, I, I would have expected L.A. to come out a little harder than they did, um, but being down 3 nothing, but... But yeah, overall, pretty solid games. And Zach, I know I don't usually should, should ask him about last night. He was either with the family or at a restaurant or at a hockey game, some junior game, or with his hanging with his boss or something. Am I right as one of those? Yeah, correct? you were right. You hit it on the first one out with family last night, so I didn't watch a lick <laughs> of hockey. <clears throat> there you go. So that's all Off I need the to books know. on Friday yeah. for hockey, so that's about it. Looking forward to today. Yeah, no doubt. You know, if there was a prop bet out there, Zach didn't watch a lick of hockey on the night before he joined <laughs> us on this Saturday show. It's like minus 900 favorite, at least. And that might be short. That price might be short, actually, when you think of it. All right, let's get into Saturday's card because we got a game that's dropping the puck in about 15, 20 minutes from now in the city of brotherly love. It's the Boston Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers. We've got uh, the Bruins minus 155 uh, road favorites uh, in this matchup, the total six uh, in this one shaded to the under. Um, I'm going to rely on the um, Bruins intel and intellect of one James Edward Murphy. Um, that's our friend Jimmy Murphy, by the way, for all you knuckleheads out there. That's what I'm talking about. But uh, as far as uh, Bruins and uh, Flyers, well, Jimmy was with us briefly yesterday before his connection cut out on the road. And he said he was worried about the Bruins in this spot. You know, they've been playing pretty good hockey. They, you know, they they bounced back from the Carolina loss to beat Ottawa in overtime. This is their final game before the All-Star break. And it's actually also Philadelphia's final game before the All-Star break as well. But when you look at the urgency level for a game like this, I'm not so sure it's going to be there for Boston, even though we, we know they're the better of these two teams. I think it will be there for Philadelphia. And they are also honoring Mark Recchi, by the way, the wrecking ball uh, before the start of this game. So they're going to do a special ceremony uh, for uh, him before this uh, game. So I'd be a little leery, too, of the Bruins. I can't say I'm putting a lot of money on the line here with Philly, but I am going to take them here plus 135 for a small play to get the day started. I mean, not with a lot of conviction or confidence because they are playing great right now. They have hit a bit of a rough patch. Uh, after that great run they put together, uh, four consecutive losses against Colorado, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, Detroit. Um, but Boston here, you know, the, the great run for them, which is now, what, 6-1, and one, their last seven. Uh, and now they've got this final game before the All-Star break. They've got, a, you know, multiple players that are going to be participating in the festivities in Toronto uh, next weekend for the All-Star weekend. So, you know, you look at it, and I'm not sure you're going to get A-level focus here from the Bruins in this spot necessarily. So to get the day started, nothing strong, nothing substantial, but we'll go with a Flyers and a draw split here uh, in this matchup, Bruins and Flyers. Uh, Alex, anything you like here, Boston, Philadelphia? Yeah, I just kept it real simple with this. I like the first period over uh, one and a half minus a dollar 15. And a lot of these matchups where we're seeing a team uh, having their last game 
in certain spots, I'd like to have a team that's playing a couple more games against a team playing their last game before the break. And, uh, but I'll be looking at these spots, looking for goals early in this contest. We saw uh, three of the four games last night go over the first period. So that's something I'm going to be looking at. That's the only thing I have for this game. I may add some stuff while we're on the air. All right. Uh, good stuff there. Matt, what do you think? Bruins Flyers. Yeah, I also am on the first period over. I generally find myself betting the first period over on early Saturday slates. I just feel like it gets the day going. It doesn't always hit, but, um, you know, I feel like those matinee games, there's usually some quick goals. And then after, you know, thinking about what you mentioned, I did decide to just just put a sprinkle on the uh, Flyers plus 135. Um, I, I see Boston, you know, kind of going into it as last game before break. And I just don't see towards allowing Philly to kind of have that mentality. I think they'll want to end on a high note. So, um, yeah, first period over and then Philly uh, plus 135. All right, good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, this is – if you're betting form, I get it. There's people in the chat saying they like Boston through um, regulation, Boston minus. I get it. As far as form is concerned, you, you've been, Boston is the team that's in form right now. No question. Philadelphia is not. Um I just get that sense it's not going to be easy for Boston today. We'll see. Flyers aren't playing well. Uh, and by the way, the Flyers, too. You know, this Carter Hart situation, uh, you know, it's is it affecting them more than we think? We can't chalk up the struggles all to that situation. But certainly I think it's shaken them up a little bit. You know, they know damn well what the likely reason is for this, you know, absence from the team. Uh, and don't tell me that doesn't, you know, affect them, knowing what he could be linked to as far as the reason for that absence. So, uh, but definitely they're not playing well either. So to me, you know, it looks like it's a combination of things. Uh, yeah, and as Matt says, we've got the little private DM here with the four of us here while we do the show each and every day. He's mentioned it, Matt, and he hit all four. I think Matt hit a parlay with all four first period overs yesterday uh, as well. So it was a first period over <clears throat> Bonanza 4-0 last night. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the only reason I know because that was the what saved me from having, you know, a midnight to a, a pretty solid day, so. Nice. And they miss Owen Tippett. It goes without saying. He's on IR. You probably won't, you won't see him back till uh, after the All-Star break. But Boston's without Jake DeBrusque. He's a late scratch today for the uh, Boston Bruins. So, And he had been playing pretty well lately uh, for them. Uh, Linus Allmark in net. You know what's funny is I haven't seen the uh, updated confirmation yet for Philly in net, but I certainly expect it will be Sam Harrison in this final game before the uh, break. Zach, what do you think here, Boston-Philadelphia? Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one to pick sides, in my opinion. Like you guys have stated, stuff going on before the All-Star break. Uh, Boston's a pretty solid team, and they've been playing pretty good. So I'm going to stay away from the money line here and just kind of go a little parlay and do over uh, in the first period, jump on that with you guys, and then also add the over two and a half for the Bruins uh, team goals. So it brings you up to a plus 135 on that bet. You know what? I'm going to jump on that first period over. You guys have taught me into it. You're all on it. <laughs> first game it's of the day. Be on while we're still doing this show. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, why not? Let's get a little first period over in uh, for the uh, Flyers and the uh, Bruins. And then it could settle down after that. I could definitely uh, see that being the uh, case, no doubt about it. Uh, all right. So uh, props, I don't have anything that really stands out for me, really, as far as props. I'd maybe take a shot once again with Noah Cates. Uh, just because he's up on the top line with Couturier and Konechny, but he hasn't done a lot, you know, since getting up to that part uh, of the lineup. All right, the show Matt Robinson has been waiting for, and he didn't have to wait long for it. The Dallas Stars, uh, as they host the uh, Washington Capitals, Dallas minus 230 home favorites, six and a half being the total in this game. You know, Washington really is reeling right now. It's been a rough, 
rough road trip here for the Washington Capitals, especially the last couple of games where, you know, their defensive game that, and to be honest with you, I think their defense and goaltending much of the season, particularly when Lindgren has been in net, it's held up a lot better than people would have thought. But last few games for them, it's unraveled a bit. They give up the five goals and lose to Minnesota 5-3, 6-2 loss at Colorado. And of course, they got shut out by St. Louis 3-0 to begin this road trip. So you're looking at a Capitals team 0-3 on this road trip, outscored 14-5 in the three games. So it's been an ugly road trip, which has me begging to ask Dallas this question. Could you fucking step on someone's throat for a change, my goodness, and not let them hang around? Because this is a spot where you should dummy this Washington team. They're reeling, they're struggling, their defense and their goaltending is starting to unravel a little bit. You know, there really is no reason for Dallas to... uh, not just win, but win this one decisively. But I'll tell you what, as far as any bets with regulation and minus one and a half and any of that with Dallas, not a chance because I just don't trust them fully, you know, to be able to do that. We saw them at Montreal and Ottawa and then Anaheim, of course, the other night. And so many of these teams on home ice this year just hang around. So that does concern me a little bit. What I will get in on is eliminate the concern with them being able to pull away. Just focus on the fact that, are we asking a lot for them to score four goals? I don't think so. So Dallas over three and a half, minus 128 with their team total. I do like that. And I am going to be on a first period full game over split uh, in this game as well. Uh, over one and a half, minus 125. Uh, over six, I got at minus 130. If you don't like the juice on the six, you could take over six and a half instead around even money plus 100 but i do think we'll see goals look the last two washington road games have flown over the total dallas is four and one to the over in their last five games when these teams met uh last time it was last uh it, it was in december last month in washington and it was a wild game nine yep. goals and it ended up five four in favor of the stars so uh we'll go with overs in the first period full game and a little dallas team total uh, over three and a half here as well uh, Alex, what do you think here? Capitals, Stars. This was the game, uh, that last matchup was the what triggered the first period overrun for the Dallas Stars. They had gone 5-2, and two, I think, at, at this point in the stretch. And for some reason, books were knocking this price all the way down to $1.10. Uh, and so I doubled up on this, and, and from there on, uh, that started that kind of incredible run that Dallas had in the first period over. And it seems to be shaping up in the same kind of matchup where, like I said, Washington struggling defensively. Dallas needing to get a big win, but at the same time, they got off to that hot start in the last matchup, and they said it went back and forth. They let another bad team hang around, and the game went past regulation. So I'm going first period over, one and a half. I got minus 128 at FanDuel, and I'm also going with the draw. I grabbed that at plus 390. Uh, I just don't trust Dallas right now, like I said, to put anybody away by margin. I think they let Washington hang around. Caps, like I said, playing kind of bad. They give up a couple goals early. They're going to try and clamp down, tighten things up. I think they find a way past sixty here. Yeah, if that's why I'm. I, I'm. I, well, obviously, I want you to win your draw, but I'll be frustrated if I don't bet the draw. And I'm not planning. Not, not planning on betting the draw here. And of course, I didn't bet the draw Anaheim Dallas because I didn't have faith in Anaheim being able to get Dallas into overtime because I thought Dallas would be actually be able to, you know, pull away for once. And I have even less confidence and faith in Washington being able to, you know push Dallas into the the deep waters of overtime or a shootout in this game. And yet this Dallas is MO, you know, letting teams hang around. So maybe they can, maybe they can in this game. We have Lindgren and Ottinger 
projected but not confirmed to be the starting goaltenders uh, for this game this afternoon. Uh, Matt, your stars, how do you think they fare here? Yeah, so I know on the uh, on the betcasters and I Demers mentioned, you know, this is a spot he really likes Dallas. It's Saturday afternoon in Dallas. It's their last game before the break. You know, Washington's been struggling. I think, and I I hope that I'm right for once because we saw in the Anaheim game that it wasn't the case. But I think I really think this is the game that Dallas went six to one, seven to one, lights it up, scores early, scores often, and and Washington kind of just rolls over. Um, it'll be packed in that place. People will be excited. I don't know what the weather's like there, but I'm sure people are already out drinking at the bars, getting ready for the game. So um, I'm on the first period over. Um, I'm on the game over. I'm on Dallas team total over. I'm on the puck line. I'm I'm going biased, but I think this is the game that they kind of, you know, show, hey, we are one of the contenders and not, you know, a mid-pack team um, like I felt after that uh, Anaheim game. So I'm all over Dallas on this one. I, you know, I obviously am biased, so tail or fade. Um, but uh, <laughs> I like yeah. the disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going all I think this is the game that they kind of really take control. So. Yeah, I mean, I just don't have faith in – in, um, it's weird. I don't have faith in Washington, but I also am a little leery of trusting Dallas to do what you just said. So that's what makes it a fascinating game to observe here this afternoon. I think – and I just don't have the results, and I wish I had, but off the top of my head, I do think Dallas, these Saturday afternoon home games, and they have had a bunch of them. They've done well. More a, lot of overs, a lot of yeah, overs. A lot of overs. Yeah. Okay. And that's so, pretty uh, – it's, yeah. it's been that way for years. I, I've been to a lot of these Saturday games at the AAC, and – for whatever reason, it's like Saturday, New Year's Eve, they always tend to win, you know, 7-8-1. I don't know if it's the motivation that the guys are going to go have some beers after and then, you know, take their flights tomorrow morning to Cancun or Cabo. Um, but it seems like in these, like, sort of last games or holiday game, they tend to do pretty well. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, well, we'll and uh, we'll see if they can uh, get the job done and hopefully do it with not giving their fans a heart attack. Uh, for a change down the uh, stretch of the game. Yeah, for props, I do like props. I like Mantha, o- Mantha and Oshie for Washington. Oshie for sure. That's my favorite Washington prop. Wyatt Johnston, we got to roll back to him uh, for Dallas. I would say, like to say, Ma- Marchment, Duchesne, and Sagan continue to play well as also for that Dallas team on the second line. So they're always uh, live potentially to score a goal. Uh, and don't sleep on Thomas Harley, of course, uh, who was the hero the other night uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks, even with Haskinen back, you know. Uh, he's going to get some of his power play time and ice time diminish a little bit, but still he's turned into a nice defenseman for the Stars team. Zach, what are you liking here, Washington, Dallas? Yeah, I'm liking the first period over two. I might even dabble a little on over two and a half. Got some pretty good value there, but definitely going to take the minus one and a half and then Stars on the first period money line and then might little wait a little bit to see in game what pans out, but I'm agreeing here with Matt. The, I think the stars are going to burst out today and it's going to be a good game for them at home and entertaining some good goals. Yeah. Let's see them be the shining star. Let's see them be the shining star uh, here today against the uh, Washington Capitals. Yeah. Luca's a big night in Dallas for other reasons. Luca Doncic, Luca, the Don, uh, as I call him, uh, Luca, the Don with 73 points last night uh, for the uh, Dallas Mavericks. And uh, I mean, it's it's almost like it's just it's too easy to get 70 points now in the NBA, like with the way there's no defense at all in that league. There's no physicality allowed anymore uh, in that league. There used to be a time people would get just so wow 
that Magic Johnson would score 30 points in a game like 40, 50 years ago. And now that, you know, like I said, now 70 points uh, is just the norm now, apparently. <laughs> I mean, we saw it just twice this week because it's just not the same defense anymore. Uh, yeah, his NBA player game, prop low points was. are like 28 and a half or something. You're seeing player props, Zach, on Embiid and Doncic nightly, like a 33 and a half, 34 and a half. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely nuts. Like, For sure. That's the prop number every night. So yeah. it's crazy. Uh, not much defense being played in the association these days. All right. Uh, there is defense being played in oil country these days in northern Alberta. The Edmonton Oilers, as they host the Nashville Predators, uh, going for number 16 in a row this afternoon. Minus 230 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, I'll tell you what, the more I look at this win streak, and yeah, I'm impressed. Absolutely. It's not easy to win 15 games in a row. Uh, and anyone, because sometimes there's a flat spot. Sometimes there's that one game you just are so bad, you can't overcome your mistakes and, and get the win. Um, so for them to notch 15 in a row, it really is something else, what Edmonton's been able to do, and now they go for their 16th straight win here. But Rich H. said this, a great comment in our chat, and Rich H. is one of our dearest Ice Guys family members and uh, Patreon member the whole bit, been on majority of our betcasts. Rich H. said it right. You start to peel back the onion and the layers here of this win streak. And, yeah, okay, they beat New Jersey and the Rangers to start it, but since then, San Jose... L.A., who struggled, who were struggling at the time. Anaheim, you know, Philly. I think back when Philly was not in the form that they were, they got into. Ottawa struggling, twice. Chicago, Montreal, uh, Toronto was a pretty d solid win, but again, up and down. They caught Seattle on the end of a long road trip. Calgary, up and down. Columbus, you know what I mean? There's been that's that's a sisters of the poor schedule there for the most part, aside from a couple of those wins. So and and from what I see from Edmonton post All Star break, schedule is going to get a lot tougher for them. So they're going to play a lot more Vegas, and they're going to play a lot more Colorado, and they're going to play you know a lot tougher Dallas. You know, there's a lot of those teams coming up on Edmonton's schedule after the All Star break. So let's see here uh, if Edmonton can keep it going. Now Nashville probably falls into the category of you know a beatable team, but. We did see Nashville uh, beat Minnesota in their last game, 3-2, to snap a two-game losing streak. You could probably say that, though, about uh, Nashville's last two wins. Like, they're all, they've only won twice in the last five games, and the wins were Minnesota, eh, up and down they are, and, of course, L.A., who can't get out of their own way right now. So you kind of say that about Nashville's recent wins. Have they beaten anybody of quality uh, of late? So it's an interesting game. One thing we're seeing from Edmonton, and we saw it in the uh, Columbus game, was 1-1 in the third period that night. We saw it with Chicago. You know, even that game was uh, pretty close for the most part going into the uh, third period. Uh, it was only one nothing Oilers before they got the two goals to make it 3 nothing. These games are competitive. Even most of these wins, they aren't blowing out the competition. 3-1 Calgary win was close. They were down 2 nothing to Seattle, came back and won 4-2. They were down 2 nothing to Toronto. And they came back and they won 4-2, so they are not exactly blowing teams out. And then they had two overtime wins before that. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw here with the Predators and the Oilers this afternoon. Uh, because when I look at it, Soros has been playing pretty good the last few starts. He's kind of been in these just up and down waves where he goes through a wave where he's unconscious in net and he's incredible. And then he has these waves where he's given up four or five in like four straight games. So we'll see if he can uh, be the good sorrows today. Skinner 
is going to be in net for Edmonton, we assume. And Corey Perry, today is the day that he makes his Edmonton Oilers debut. Uh, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he's deployed. According to Chris Knobloch, Corey Perry will be on the second power play unit, even though he's going to be playing on the third line for them, it looks like, with Ryan McLeod and Dylan Holloway. I'm telling you what, with Dylan Holloway playing well since his recent recall, with Ryan McLeod playing great the last month during this win streak, don't be surprised if that line is very effective. Perry with McLeod and with uh, Holloway, that third line for Edmonton. Don't be surprised uh, if uh, that uh, is a good line. And from a player prop standpoint, that's a that's a line I'm looking at maybe some props with today and moving forward. If you, uh, Corey Perry's plus 420, for instance, to score a goal. McLeod, who's been very noticeable, plus 500. It's funny thing is Ryan McLeod is Michael's brother, so you could only imagine what he's thinking about what his brother might be about to go through uh, right now. But Ryan McLeod plus five hundred at BetMGM, and then Dylan Holloway, you know, who every game recently for the Oilers, he's played well, he's been in on the forecheck, he's had chances plus seven twenty five for him to score a goal. So there's some serious player prop, goal scorer prop value with those three guys, in my opinion. And the other one would be Warren Fogle who's up on the second line. He's another one that's really picked up his offense lately during the win streak, plus 350 for him to score a goal. So there's some decent value on some of these Oilers here, but the only side or total bet for me pregame is the draw. And the draw is a good price, plus 390 uh, at FanDuel here for the uh, draw with the Predators and the Oilers. This is also one of those games where it's an Ian Cameron lean under, so it probably goes over game for me this afternoon. Since we can't we can't bet an, we can't pick an under to save our lives. I do a much better job picking my nose than picking uh, an under in an NHL game, uh, and that's what we're that. So I think this is an under. Your six and a halfs right now seem to be too high for Edmonton games. The way they're playing right now, and the way they're defending, and the way Skinner's playing in net. You know, when Calvin Pickard is shutting out a team, you're playing good team defense. That's all there is to it. And uh, definitely, I think I could only look under with the six and a half here. But again, when I like an under, sometimes you want to head for the hills. So just keep that in mind. What do you think here, Alex? Uh, Nashville, Edmonton. Yeah, I don't like under six and a half, but I do think we'd see this game kind of slow down a little bit late. I like the first period over and both teams to score in the first period. There's a heavy first period over trend of nine and two last 11 meetings. And we've seen this with Nashville. There's some teams that they either slow down with or the teams that they really kind of kick the pace up with. And they kick the pace up with Edmonton. Uh, it's the Edmonton team that has played Nashville very well. Obviously, we know about the streak. It's the last game heading into the break. I, I don't see them uh, looking to take their foot off of the gas right now. Coming out of the break is a whole different story. But in this game, I think we see some goals early. And then I think we see things kind of slow down a little bit, especially on Nashville's end, uh, heading into that second and third period. So I'm looking for a live under if we can hit both teams to score in the first period, which is plus 172 at FanDuel. And that first period over one and a half, shockingly, also at FanDuel down to a 128 uh, with that price. So I think it's a really good price considering the series history. And I sprinkled a little bit on the draw. It's not my favorite draw play uh, on the card, but at plus 390, I could see this one, like I said, kind of slowing down a little bit and finding its way maybe in the overdone. I will. I mean, Aaron, you better believe it. If I watch this game, and I will be watching this game this afternoon. Uh, and I see it's 5-4 in the third period. I'm going to think, my goodness, man, I really am. the. I, there's no under I can't curse. And there's no under I can't put a hex on or a jinx on uh, at that point. If this ends up being like a 5-4 track meet 
uh, in this one, especially with Edmonton's recent trend of all these low and slow, three nothing, three one, two one, four one type of games. Like they're nine and one to the under in the last ten games, Edmonton. So, uh, but I like the under, which means sometimes you want to go opposite, oppo, oppo taco here. We'll see. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Nashville, Edmonton. Yeah, this is a tough game for me just because I I don't see Edmonton losing this streak at home. Um, I don't know. I it's I am going to jump on the first period over because I do think it'll be a fast start. Um, but that's probably my only play on this. I don't I don't like either side. You know, you get some juice with Nashville, but I just I don't see Nashville going into Edmonton and ending the streak. I think it's what one away from tying the streak or two away. Two away uh, from tying, three, from, 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 three from, from getting it. Three yep. from winning. And I think I saw in the chat yesterday, somebody mentioned that the third, like to break the record would be Edmonton-Vegas, which would be an exciting game for sure. Um, but yeah, I I would lean Edmonton. I'm not going to lay minus 230 on it, but uh, I'm hoping for a couple quick goals. So I'll be on the first period over. All right, there we go. Uh, first period over. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Nashville-Edmonton. Yeah, definitely a tough play on this one, too, I think. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, draw might be a good play, like you boys have mentioned, but I'm going to lean towards uh, first period Oilers at plus, what do I got here, 125, and then might even jump on the first 10 minutes. I think it's going to be a hot start for them, but I think Nashville is going to hang around. Like you said, the Oilers have been in a lot of close games, and looking over their schedule, it has been pretty weak throughout the streak, and so I think Nashville is going to put up a good fight. I'm just looking forward to watching it. All right, good stuff. All right, next up, we've got the Buffalo Sabres and the San Jose Sharks. This is the last afternoon game, by the way, on this Saturday slate. Buffalo minus 200, uh, road favorites, uh, six being the uh, total here uh, in this one. Uh, our buddy Jason Demers probably will be in the studio, I assume, uh, for this uh, matchup for the San Jose broadcast. Uh, you look at this game here, Buffalo and uh, San Jose. Uh, Buffalo with the 5-3 win against L.A., in normal circumstances and in years past, we'd say, what a hell of a win for Buffalo. Now it's just like, eh, L.A. just sucks right now. So we can't really give uh, Buffalo their roses, really, for beating the L.A. Kings there. San Jose, how about this team? Three straight wins coming into this afternoon uh, against the Sabres uh, as they beat Anaheim 5-3. They beat the struggling Kings 4-3 in a shootout in L.A. And then they come back from a 2-0 deficit and beat the New York Rangers 3-2. Uh, in overtime in their last game you know are they live here i'd certainly lean to the san jose direction here uh, a little bit in this game i mean they're, they're they've won three in a row they have a little momentum going right now buffalo has really dominated the san jose team though historically and this goes back to like when alex and i first met each other in the business that buffalo has won a lot and i mean a lot in san jose uh, over the last 10 to 15 years so I ain't rushing to take plus 170 with San Jose, but I certainly have to lean that way. That's the more appealing option than laying minus 200 with Buffalo right here uh, in this spot. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw. And again, these are two teams that are probably not playoff teams. They could be a little bit of a loose atmosphere here in this one. I think Buffalo offensively can do some damage. I certainly think San Jose can score some goals. They have put 12 goals in uh, in the last three games combined. So they're averaging four goals per game. San Jose during this mini little three-game win streak. So draw sprinkle along with over six for me, minus 118 with Buffalo uh, and San Jose. As far as goaltending is concerned, no confirmations yet for Buffalo, but 
Ukopekalukanen picked a pack of pickled peppers, uh, is indeed projected right now for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And uh, Kapokakanen for San Jose is confirmed. But uh, Lukanen projected right now for uh, Buffalo. Uh, so we'll see if uh, he's in net. But it, right now it's UPL projections for Buffalo. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres, Sharks. I don't know. You know, this game, like you said, these are two teams that are more than likely going to be kind of out of the – we know San Jose's out of the race. But Buffalo more than likely finding their way out of that playoff race. I feel like this could be one of the the few games here where they just roll the puck out and we see goals galore. Uh, so I like first period over. Which I like that that play kind of regardless. Uh, minus 130 over one and a half. The series history here has kind of dictated that we saw seven straight first period overs between these two teams before the last meeting, which has kind of ended up a, a scoreless shutout. It was basically whatever, just kind of skating around, doing a bunch of nothing. I remember watching a good chunk of that contest. I also like that over six, though. I think that's a good, good enough number to grab. Maybe if it does start off a tad bit slow in the first five minutes, you could add some five and a half there too. But uh, I think we just kind of see this game maybe open up a little bit more. I wouldn't even dare look at a side here in this spot. This could be a seven-six kind of final. So uh, <laughs> draw makes a little sense, but I'm not adding the draw on this one. There's other draws that I like. All right, there we go. Uh, what do you think here, Matt's Buffalo San Jose? <clears throat> yeah, I don't have much to add besides what Alex just mentioned. I think it's going to be pond hockey. Um, I don't think you're going to. If there was a way to bet the under on the hits, I would take that. I don't think there's going to be a lot of physical play. Um, but, yeah, I like some goals early, some goals often, uh, especially at that six. I'm definitely going to jump on that over. I'll be on the first period over as well. Definitely no sides here. It could be San Jose winning six to four. It could be Buffalo winning eight to three. I'll be fine with either one. So, hey, wait, Matt, you mentioned something interesting. Now, can't you bet over-unders on hits, Ian? I think you it's can. A, yeah, you can. Block shots and hits. Yep, yep. Those are yeah, props. So maybe, I maybe look them, at some but... look at some guys who are banged up that are still playing in the lineup while they're at these last day, last couple of days, and and bet those things under. Who's trying to block a shot or make a hit if they're already hurt getting in, going into the All Star break? Yeah, yeah. Especially if you play for one of these. Especially, I would even lean on if you're a San Jose Shark. You're kind of banged up. You're going into the all-star break. You're not going to be out there blocking shots. Absolutely I, not. Yeah. I can't see uh, that motivation. That be a good angle. Blo- that's a great thought. That's a great thought. Who the fuck wants to get hurt right before the all-star break? Yeah. Even if you're not going to the all-star weekend, you want to go to Cabo or Even more so. Yeah, the only oh. guys that will block shots are the ones in the all-star game so they don't have to go to the all-star <laughs> game. Like, oh, I took a puck. I, I guess right. I got to go to Cabo now. Book the yeah. flight. <laughs> Hobble your way through the airport security and onto the plane. Not a chance. I mean, so that's true. Block shots under. Blocked yeah, shots block, under. And hit, hits under, too. To mm-hmm. In some games, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, just a thought. Just a, a harebrained theory that we're all co- concocting right now here. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Buffalo, San Jose. Yeah, I'm not picking a side on this one. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Tage Thompson anytime goal. He's been pretty cold think it's time he puts one in the back of the net so that's the only thing i'm looking at in this game so cage thompson anytime goal paterka turka turka yeah someone's on to what i like there paterka scored the last game too against la and quinn did my my guy the, the, you ain't seen nothing like the mighty jack quinn jack Three quinn. points i think yeah yeah absolutely uh we've uh, cashed a few goal props with him since he's been uh, back uh in the uh, sabers uh, lineup uh, for for uh, San Jose, look, Hurdle is going to have to be someone that's a big component of their uh, offense moving forward. 
Uh, Zetterland has been pretty good lately. Like if, those are the two that stand out to me. If you're going to look at it, Eklund too. I, I do like William Eklund. I think they have something there with that kid uh, for San Jose. So uh, we'll see if he can contribute as well in this game and a game that we think there could be some offense in. All right. Rest of the games are at night on this Saturday night, and we'll begin with Arizona and Carolina. We've got the uh, Hurricanes minus 250 uh, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, there we go. Kristen's on to one of my – yeah, that's that's a good one, actually, Kristen. Phenomenal. I'll have to do that. I'll have to – you've thought of that before me. I don't think I've ever come up with that one. It's perfect. We all know that commercial. <laughs> That's the Nashville Predators. Yes. Cody Glass repair. Cody Glass replace. Yeah. Absolutely. That's That's... <laughs> Kristen, I'm going to give you uh, all the copyright of that uh, because I didn't come up with that. You did. That was that's a good one. That's uh, that's excellent. We're going to have to use that for Nashville moving forward um, if we if we're on a goal prop. But yeah, Arizona. Arizona, Carolina. That's a, that is that's a, that is a really good one. Uh, Arizona, Carolina. Um, look, it's the end of this road trip for Arizona. It's been a tough road trip, right? Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, it's been a tough road for them. Back to back, they had to play those games. Vimalka was awful in the Florida game. Uh, Ingram, kind of a rough night for him. He hasn't had many, but he had one the other night against Tampa. They didn't play that well. They looked like they were stuck in mud the whole night. They got outshot thirty-seven to twenty. So you know, from that standpoint. Um, just a tough loss there. Now, they, they don't want to end this road trip here uh, 0-3. Uh, this is their final game and Carolina's uh, final game before the uh, All-Star break. Uh, the only, By the way, the only teams playing between Sunday and Wednesday after today are Los Angeles, Seattle, St. Louis, Columbus, Nashville, Ottawa, San Jose, Detroit, and Anaheim. Everyone else is done uh, with their schedule. Uh, until after the All-Star break. So we'll see how this one uh, plays out, Arizona-Carolina. I have not much right now in this game until I know who the goaltenders are. That's very important to me. Ronta, now, Ronta was very good against New Jersey, so maybe we got to cool it with the uh, concern, and maybe we're going to see him go on a nice little stretch of play performance-wise. But I got to see it again. Ingram's projected, but nothing's been confirmed as of yet. Um, I'm kind of tempted right now to take Arizona. Just be, especially if Ingram is in net, simply because if you look at Carolina, this is the last game before the break. They've won two in a row against you know Boston and New Jersey. Now they got lowly Arizona coming. Not lowly. I don't want to make it sound like Arizona's terrible, but Arizona's not you know kind of that team that's going to get the focus where it needs to be for a team like Carolina compared to Boston and New Jersey. And it is worth noting last season as about a plus three hundred underdog. Arizona pulled off a stunner. They went to Raleigh, to Carolina, and shut out the Hurricanes for nothing. So keep that in mind. Um, we'll see if um, uh, Arizona can duplicate that here in this game. Uh, as far as this game goes, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now, but I'm waiting to see who's in net. There's no way I'm touching plus 210 on Arizona with Vimalka. I'll tell you that right now. If it's a Vimalka uh, sighting in the goal for them tonight, we will not be on Arizona. I can guarantee you that. But if it's Ingram, I'll be interested. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, okay. Arizona. What the fuck, Cardinals? I just realized that now. Wrong sport. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I the whole night, chat. The whole yeah. chat. The whole time you're talking is going through talking about Kyler Murray anytime goal, and I'm dying laughing reading. AJ Watt. Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't happened more often with the marquee. Sometimes it just goes football. 
I told you I'm, I'm fired up for those football games tomorrow. Conference championships throw yeah, on the are. brain. Even though Arizona's not <laughs> a figure. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. There we go. Let's get that uh, fixed right there. Arizona Coyotes. Plus 210 if Ingram's in net. That's what I'll be going with. Alex, what do you, uh, probably the over if it's a Vimalka-Ranta matchup, but only if it's that. What do you think here, Alex? Arizona. The, the irony of that is because the most common thing that I do is Carolina Panthers instead of Carolina Hurricanes. So it, yeah. it happens to us all the time. So, <laughs> But uh, we do have confirmations in goal. Uh, I'm seeing this in, in coming in the last couple of minutes. We have It's going to be Connor Ingram against Auntie Ranta. So, you know, so. All right, that's Arizona plus 210 for me. That's official. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm just sticking with the total. I like this. This is actually one of my favorite first period overs uh, of the day. I grabbed this at $1.25 before we got on air. And with that combination, I don't know about a full game over. I think we just kind of maybe see some goals early, and then we see things kind of slow down. Like I said, I would lean more toward Arizona getting this big of a price. Carolina has kind of turned into one of those teams where when they're laying a big number, they're not uh, necessarily blowing the doors off of anybody. So, uh, they could definitely maybe let Arizona hang around this. This is one that might jump in and dabble a little bit more live, but I'm just on first period over here uh, with this contest. All right, good stuff. First period over for uh, Alex. Uh, Matt, what do you think here? Arizona, Carolina. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to jump on the first period over as well. Um, you know, I like the over at six with Ronta in that, but Ingram has been playing well. Um, and I think if you are going to pick a side, you've got to take the Yotes here. Um, you know, plus 210, why not? It's coming into the all-star break. So um, I don't know if I'll take it, but I, I would lean that way. So maybe I'll throw a sprinkle on it before the game. Yeah, give me that first period over. Arizona team total over two and a half. I think what I will do is I don't want everything on the money line, but I'll throw I'll split with the team total over two and a half. <clears throat> a nice price on uh, Arizona here in this game because – you know that 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 is something I'm really trying to do now more often. A money line and a full game, or in a full game, and a team total over split with any sides I like. Like look at last night, for instance, with Florida. Some instances you're going to miss the team total, but you'll cash the money line. But there's been a lot of instances lately where I've the money line has not hit, the team has lost, but they've still gone over their team total. So that's why I like to split it up with the team total over and the money line. Zach, what do you think here? Coyotes, not Cardinals. Coyotes and Hurricanes. Yeah, I'm with you on that uh, Coyotes team total over two and a half. Pretty decent price there. So even if they don't end up getting the win, I think they're going to get a few goals in this game. So that's kind of where my head's at with this game. All right, uh, two and a half. Yeah, there we go with that. It's not the uh, – Carolina is obviously in good form, uh, Bailey. We get that. But they're rolling along. It's the final game before the break. They're going to have some all-stars of their own there. Like, is this really a, a spot where they're going to be, be at their best after beating Boston and New Jersey – Boston, they have history with in the postseason. New Jersey, they played in the postseason last year, and now they play. You know what I mean? I mean, I just get that feeling. It's not Carolina's A game tonight. If it is, maybe probably Arizona's in trouble. But uh, if it's not, uh, then I think Arizona can hang around here. And I think Ingram, the one thing about Ingram is he's had the odd bad start. Tampa Bay game was one of them. You, you, you tell me how many times he's had two bad starts in a row this season. It hasn't happened very often. So I think he's got the capability and the temerity, in my opinion, here to bounce back uh, in this game. All right, uh, Vegas and Detroit. Uh, we've got uh, Detroit uh, minus 130 uh, home favorites uh, in this game, and the total currently sitting at um, six uh, shaded to the over. Tough spot for Vegas, but, man, what an impressive win last night at Madison Square Garden, ESPN National Television. 
uh, taking care of business against the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, I was kind of hoping the, the price would be flipped a little bit. Vegas would be the slight road favorite, but uh, odds makers aren't sleeping on this spot. It's a tough spot. It's been a long road trip this week. Islanders, Devils, um, Rangers last night, Red Wings tonight. It's not only four games and six nights for this um, Vegas team because Tuesday when uh, it was, yeah, it was Monday, Tuesday, actually, uh, that they had it. And then uh, Friday, Saturday uh, or Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Friday, Saturday for Vegas on this road trip. But it's, you know, it's a very compressed schedule uh, and it's a tricky, tricky spot here for them. When you think about the fact that they started this trip uh, Monday uh, in New Jersey, back to back Thursday, Tuesday with the uh, Islanders uh, last night with the Rangers. So it's back to back, back to backs, if you will, uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights on this road trip. And like I said, this is now their fourth game in six nights as well. So. Very, very tricky. Logan Thompson and Ned, obviously, here on the back-to-back after we saw Aiden Hill last night for Vegas. Uh, for Detroit, it should be Alex Lyon, but hasn't been confirmed as of yet. You know, to be honest, Logan Thompson hasn't been confirmed, but I'm sure it will be here on a back-to-back. Uh, we'll see, but I definitely, I'm, I'm going to take Detroit. It's a really, real. this is more of a tough scheduling spot kind of bet for me. It really is for Vegas coming off of last night. Logan Thompson's capable, but he's also a guy that, you know, had a, really rough night against New Jersey the last time he started when Vegas had that 5-3 lead and ended up losing 6-5. to So, you know, you look at this matchup, Vegas is playing some really good hockey, but this to me is a very, very tough spot. It's the end of the, not only the road trip, it's the final game before the All-Star break for Vegas as well. They might have their eyes on that All-Star weekend. Not that Detroit, Detroit won't, but, uh, you know, I think for Detroit, it's just the rest advantage. Lion, I think a little edge right now over, you know, Thompson's up, Thompson's down. You know, the last several games we've seen him. Uh, so I'll go Detroit minus 130. And I think in this game, you know, to be honest with you, Vegas on this road trip, two of the three games have gone over. The only one that did not is the Islanders. And I know Patrick was trying to get that team to tighten things up a bit. So I like first period and full game over as well here with Golden Knights and Red Wings tonight. So uh, little Detroit minus 130 and first period full game over split for me as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Golden Knights, Red Wings. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I already like this first period over, and I like both teams to score in the first, but I'm going to grab a little bit of Detroit as well. Like I said, that's not too often that we're looking to grab uh, a you know, layer short price against Vegas, but like I said, with this spot, uh, I could definitely see where Vegas, if they're not into it, if this is 2 nothing Detroit, then this game could get out of hand and end up being 8-2 to two Detroit. Uh, I could see where yeah, Vegas could t- take that deep exhale if they're down early and, and not give a shit for the last 35, 40 minutes of this contest. So uh, I might grab a little bit of that over six as well, too. Uh, just playing these kind of small. This is one of those uh, kind of, you know, heading into the break games where you maybe take a half unit or, or a full unit and chop it up and bet a little a little bit of things small. So everything I'm, I'm playing with this game is going to be really small. Red Wings money line, first period over, first period both teams to score and the full game over. Yeah, both teams to score. That's a, that. I, that's I think this is definitely I think a solid both teams to score first period candidate. I was just going to sl- stop at um, uh, first first period over, but I might add that first period both teams to score as well. Uh, Matt, what do you think here? Vegas, Detroit. Yeah, I like the first period over and game over. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. I do think the Red Wings likely roll this game being at home, and Vegas has been on a back-to-back and on the road trip. But I I just don't think I'm going to take a side just in case Vegas 
you know, is still rolling from last night in New York. Um, <clears throat> I just, I just like goals here, especially with Logan Thompson in for, uh, for Vegas. All right, there we go. Uh, liking uh, the overs as well here in this one. Uh, there are some good props in this game. Uh, I do want to mention that. There are good options. Raymond's up on the top line with Larkin and Debrinket, so I like that move. Uh, Fabry and Perron, I think, worth a look uh, for Detroit. For Vegas, it's basically the same, although Dorothy has a day-to-day, so he may not go tonight, and we've talked about him. Close shave bar, Bashev, Wah, and Marcia, so that line, worth a look. And I'm going to, and how about the call that I had yesterday? It was my Biggest goal prop win last night. I mentioned him. Sheldon Rempel scored his first NHL goal earlier in the week. I said, sprinkle on him last night, plus 800. And sure enough, he scored the first goal for Vegas last night against the New York Rangers. Sheldon Rempel, maybe go back to the well, because that kid can that kid can shoot the puck. I'm very impressed. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Vegas, Detroit. I think you got to ride with Detroit here, especially with them being at home. Uh, that city's on fire right now. It's electric there. A big Lions game tomorrow, and I think that's been trickling into Detroit uh, hockey as well. So they've been playing pretty good. I know the team's excited and that kind of thing. So I'm going Detroit regulation here, and then uh, I'm going to hit the over as well. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a boost in the not that they have they've, they've had pretty decent attendance all year Detroit, but maybe on a weekend where their Lions are going to the NFC Championship game out in San Francisco tomorrow, maybe a little boost in the uh, attendance figures tonight, maybe. A little excitement, maybe a nice, a nice little Lions football weekend, maybe before the barbecues and the and the get-togethers happen tomorrow. Let's take in a Red Wings game tonight uh, on a Saturday night. So maybe you'll see a, a nice atmosphere tonight for the uh, Red Wings here uh, in this game. It's always a great atmosphere in their booth, man. Ken, Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond, man. They're, they're, it's one of the they're best hilarious. broadcasts in the <laughs> NHL, no question about it. Ken's a great play-by-play guy, and Mickey with his jeepers creepers and his holy mackerel, which he'll <laughs> – you can tell that's an old-school guy when he's breaking out the jeepers creepers and the holy mackerel, yeah, and some of the sayings he has. He's a funny-ass guy, uh, Mickey Redmond. Unfortunately, he's winding down. Like He's like definitely on the wrong side of 70 now. And we know we don't probably only have a few years left with him in the booth before he retires. But enjoy Mickey Redmond while he's still there because he's been at it for, what, 40 years uh, in the Red Wing booth. Uh, that's quite a run for him, no doubt about it. All right, next up, we've got uh, the New York Rangers and the uh, Ottawa Senators. Uh, we've got the uh, Rangers here minus uh, – or actually, it's even money. The Rangers were a road favorite, but now it's basically even money, both sides here, Rangers in Ottawa. Uh, and the total currently sitting at um, – six and a half shaded to the over so this is one's interesting from a totals perspective rangers seem to be the team that from a totals perspective right now i don't know if i'm trusting what i'm seeing from their defense and their goaltending it was another shabby night for the blue line and for the goaltending of shesterkin last night against the uh, vegas golden knights uh, in that 5-2 loss they're now one and four in their last five games it's now back to back for the rangers after that game last night and they're going to the all-star break after this game. But like the last game, this is Vegas's last game before the break. Detroit still has to play after tonight. So that's why I think the focus could be a little stronger, sharper for Detroit. Same thing here. The focus might be a little sharper for Ottawa because they've still got another game left. The, although the Rangers, you could say they should be sharp because they need a win desperately. They need a win to start feeling good about themselves again. And uh, this has been a really rough stretch for them uh, going into the uh, all-star break. But I don't know if I can trust the Rangers right now. I'm not rushing to back them on a back-to-back here on the road. Now, I know it'll be John Quick in net, most likely, uh, for the Rangers here tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Um, Corpus Salo, 
confirmed in net for the uh, Ottawa Senators. And to be honest with you, Corpus Salo's played a little bit better here uh, in recent starts for Ottawa. And finally, this team is starting to defend at uh, at a non-embarrassing level. And it has been an embarrassing level of defense for Ottawa much of the season. But, you know, the last two game, few games, they beat Philly 5-3. Uh, the Winnipeg game was winnable. Uh, they lose in overtime there. They beat Montreal twice, 6-2 and 4-1. The Boston game, I don't think defense was their issue. They outshot Boston 37-23. to They just couldn't capitalize on the power play. And here's the issue right now with Ottawa. They're focusing so much on defense. It's the John Hines, Mikey O, Alex B. Smith theory here. Focusing so much on cleaning it up defensively. And now the offense starts to suffer. And now the power play can't get anything going like the other night against Boston. So um, that's the tricky part. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw here. That's about it as far as this game, Rangers and Senators. The total's tricky, though, because Ottawa's not the auto over they once were, at least what we've seen here in the last few games. All of a sudden, three of their last four games have gone over the to- uh, have gone under the total, I should say. That being said, head-to-head, uh, last year these teams played each other uh, twice. Uh, one went under, one went over. Earlier this year in Ottawa, it was 6-2 Senators last month. Um, but again, Ottawa's really starting to tighten it up again, play some better defense. So I guess if I had to, I'd lean over, but I can't say I love it. Can't say I love it. What do you think here, Alex? Rangers, Senators. Yeah, I, I'm going to watch this game. I think it's going to be a really entertaining contest, but I'm going to pass. I have no idea what's going to happen here. I would like to think the Rangers would want to empty the clip before going to the break and, and, and give it everything they got and try to play hard, go into the break with, with two points that they desperately need. But at the same time, Ottawa has played the Rangers well. They've won the last three meetings. He said Corpus Allo has been in much better form uh, right now. So so current form, wise, if this, I hate that this is kind of a game that was you know, heading into a team, heading into the break. If this was just, you know, a week ago, I'd be all over Ottawa in this spot. This would be a great price and, and, a, and a great spot uh, and a battle of, of current form against current form. But uh, he said totals kind of tricky right on that number six and a half. I would lean toward first period over in game. Wait for that to maybe drop down to about a dollar twenty, dollar thirty, and lay that rather than laying a dollar fifty-five or a dollar sixty. But uh, other than that, it's a pass for now and maybe jump in uh, live in game with some wages. That's got to be wrong that, that I see what I see at bet stamp. Because if it is that price, I will bet first period over pregame here with Rangers and Senators. Because actually, Rangers Senators last month went over in the first. Ottawa still has been kind of going over in the first, except for the Boston game. And they should have went over in the first because they had a million power play chances and they just couldn't score. Uh, so that one was probably a bad beat for the first period over against Boston uh, the other night. Let me yeah, see what they've got. It. No, it is. It, it really is that price. I'm seeing a bet stamp, my great odds comparison tool, uh, Rangers and Senators over one and a half minus 132 at Pinnacle. It is over one and a half minus. That's a good price, especially because it's minus 150 minus 160 pretty much everywhere else. So, yeah, I I will get betted at that price, uh, no doubt. Um, And that one, I I think, has got a decent look there. Uh, What do you think there, uh, Matt, New York and Ottawa? Yeah, this is another tough game for me. Um, I think it could go either way, especially given New York is wrapping up for the All-Star break. Ottawa has one more game. Um, I do agree that New York really needs to get a defining win to kind of roll into break feeling good about themselves. Um, But I'm going to stay off the sides. I might take that first period over. I think there will be kind of an offensive start, but but really that's all I like here. I I don't know that it's going to hit seven goals. Um, but hopefully we can get two in the first. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, exactly. New York. <laughs> John's not a happy Rangers fan. Our guy, John Massey, was a beauty with the with the w- sarcastic wit <laughs> and humor. New York Rangers wrapped up for the All-Star break last week. Yeah, he's not happy right now. Uh, we love John Massey, one of our favorites. And uh, he wasn't on our BetCast uh, Thursday night, Patreon exclusive. He was on the main one before that, but... Uh, he's always one of our favorites on the uh, BetCast, but he's not a happy camper with this uh, Rangers team right now, and I can't blame him. Zach, what do you think of your Rangers Senators? Yeah, I think uh, the Rangers should have a bounce back game here, so I'm going to hit them with the regulation win, uh, plus 145. Other than that, not really got anything else on this game. Probably won't even watch it, but that's kind of where my head's at for a betting aspect. All right, liking the Rangers here. I'll say this about the Rangers, too, and you got to take these final game before the all-star break situations individually, case by case. There's no blanket statement with them. The team, this is different. Vegas is going into the game tonight, their final game with the, on a back-to-back, and they're rolling. They've had a nice couple of wins here. There's no urgency, so I could see them losing Vegas tonight against Detroit. And there's a couple other instances you know, where the team's playing well going in, Boston maybe, uh, in this early game. You know, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, it's going to be tough for them to have that focus. The Rangers, it should be the opposite. They're losing and they're struggling. They can't sugarcoat this game and and, and slough it off. They, the focus should be they They need a win before the break. They need to be, bring it, you know, unlike, you know, Vegas. So it's the team off of going into the final game before the break losing. That's the team I'd be more interested in maybe backing than the team that's going into that final game of the All-Star break winning like a Vegas, for example, tonight. So that's kind of the way I approach it mentally with these teams tonight uh, going into their today, going into the final games before their uh, All-Star break. Uh, all right, next up we've got, and by the way, for props, Pinto, um, uh, Ridley, Greg, you know, the usual c- candidates for the um, Ottawa Senators. Blake Wheeler, by the way, scored another prop for me last night in that he got uh, their first goal against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. If he stays on the top line, he's probably worth a look again for the uh, New York Rangers. All right, next up, it's New Jersey and Tampa Bay. Uh, We've got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning currently minus um, 155 uh, home favorites. Uh, Total in this game, six and a half, uh, shaded to the over. We'll see how this one plays out. But, uh, you know, New Jersey still trying to get by with multiple key cogs out of the lineup. Jack Hughes remains out. And now Michael McLeod, because of what we think is due to this, you know, uh, World Junior team incident from years ago. Uh, And all of a sudden, you know, it's hard to always trust them and bank on them. You know, this uh, New Jersey team night in and night out. Now, they do have a better road record than home record. We've said that. I did take a shot with them against Carolina the other night. But, you know, 3-2 is a flattering score. They were down 3-0. They got a couple of late third period goals. We'll see if they can uh, bounce back here. We'll have to see who's in net for these uh, two teams. It looks like Vanacek and Vasilevsky, currently the projections as far as the starting goaltenders. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I mean, New Jersey's a team that's really banged up, and what we've said the record without Jack Hughes continues to be, you know, other than coming back to steal one against Vegas, and Vegas was awful. I think it was more bad Vegas than good New Jersey as to why they beat the uh, Golden Knights. Uh, it's been tough sledding without Jack Hughes. There are other games. Eric Howell is now day-to-day as well. They're without Siegenthaler, Brendan Smith on the blue line, Dougie Hamilton still out. So a lot of issues for uh, New Jersey. Tampa Bay, though, without Eric Chernak, you know, question marks about them a little bit defensively. Like Arizona, 
Arizona had a bunch of good chances and did score three goals against them the other night. With And Chernak's a big loss on the back end. So this is one of those games where I think first period, full game over are both in play. I, I could definitely see it here with the Devils and the Lightning tonight. Uh, that's certainly the direction I'd be looking at. It's been uh, over series history. Uh, four of the last five head-to-head meetings between the Devils and Lightning have gone uh, over the total. First period over, by the way, cashed the last meeting just recently. It was January 11th right here in Tampa. Lightning won 4-3 in overtime, and there was a 2-1 to final score, or 2-1 score after the first period as well uh, in that game. So that's the look to me is probably first period full game over with uh, Devils and Lightning, given that series history. What do you think here, Alex? Devils, Lightning. Yeah, I would like that, but I would wait for I'm seeing even at FanDuel at minus 150. I think you can wait a few minutes and try to at least grab lay a dollar thirty. And you know the rule of thumb and it's a good point, something I need to, to point it out when you're talking about uh Rangers Ottawa. You're looking at that pinnacle line, which of course in Ontario outside of the US you can get that. But for us Americans, we can't always find that. But if you see a discrepancy at Pinnacle, like a one thirty two, one thirty five, where the market's fifteen, twenty cents cheaper. That pinnacle number that you see in the daytime should be your target range, or at least somewhere around your target range for jumping on something live. If you if you're having kind of trouble, you know, looking the gauge, pace of play, and what what price to jump in on, that's a good barometer to use. Use whatever the the, the cheapest book, and oftentimes pinnacle will have the best number worldwide. Use that as your barometer uh, if you're targeting something in-game. So with that being said, like I said, my, my target range for this game is around the $1.25, $1.30 for that first period over. I also like both teams to score in the first period. You can get that now at plus 150. And I like the draw here at plus 360. Two of the last three meetings have gone past regulation. And these are two teams I would – if Tampa – I just I don't trust them to win this game in regulation. But I do think Tampa finds the way to get to get the victory. I could easily see this game going to OT or even a shootout and uh, Tampa getting out of, out of here with a 4-3 win. So uh, maybe look for even a, a full game over if you can get that down to a 6 or 5.5 when you're waiting for that first period over. All right, there we go. Good stuff. What a breath of fresh air and uh, just a beautiful, uh, beautiful for my uh, ears hearing uh, Alex Faust doing the game for the Bruins here with this Bruins Flyers game. Obviously, it's a, a pre-scheduled vacation for Jack Edwards. And uh, like I say, that's a nice change of pace to hear him on Indeed. the uh, Bruins broadcast. I, like I say, I'm sure Kings fans still miss him, too. He's a really good play-by-play guy, Alex Faust. So, I think I think, and I don't. We I I know nothing. Jimmy Murphy hasn't said anything about this, but I think I think closer. I think at some point he could be talking about Alex Faust, the successor to Jack. You know, either next season or beyond. Like I think I think that that I think they're kind of moving in that direction. Not confirmed yet. I don't know that for sure. It's just speculation on my part, but I wouldn't be shocked by that. Uh, Matt, what do you think here? New Jersey, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I like a lot of goals here. I, I tend to lean over when it's in Tampa. Uh, I've mentioned it before on the show, but it, it seems like when they get rolling and, you know, they're not as defensively strong as they have been. Um, I know you mentioned they're banged up on the back end as well. So I, I think New Jersey can still score a few. So I'm going to take the first period over, uh, probably the game over. And then uh, I also like Tampa Bay over three and a half. I think uh, for them to score four goals, you know, wouldn't be shocking to me given New Jersey and where they're at right yep. now. So, 
No, Rocco Rogers saying the same thing in our chat. Yeah, I mean, he keeps on betting that team total over with Tampa at home. And look at Tampa on the homestand. Six goals against Arizona. Well, they ended the road trip scoring six. But before that, on the previous homestand, the only game that they didn't score for was L.A. The other three games on the recent homestand, they scored four against Jersey, five against Anaheim, seven against Minnesota. So they've scored at least four goals in four straight home games prior to tonight, Tampa Bay. So, yeah, if you've been uh, betting those team total overs with the Lightning, why not? Why not stay with it? Uh, nothing wrong with that. All right, next up, we've got Montreal and Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got the uh, Penguins here at home, uh, a minus uh, 230 home favorite in this game, six and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under. I mean, pick your poison here. What do you do? I mean, what I what I know I won't do is lay 230 with Pittsburgh. I don't want Pittsburgh. I don't. And I think they played a little bit better last night against a good Florida team, but we're not here for moral victories anymore with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can't afford any fucking moral victories. They need points. They can't squander, you know, they can't keep thinking, oh, we get a loser point last night. That's good enough. No. Uh, They've got a lot of teams to leapfrog if they hope to get back into a wild card position. They need to get two points in these games, not just settle for the one point. So they, they, the urgency has to be there for Pittsburgh. This is their final game. This is actually both teams' final game before the uh, All-Star break. Uh, Montreal, on the other hand, um, credit to them. Great win against Patrick Wan. The Islanders spoiling Pat's return uh, to the Bell Center uh, in their last game. Uh, this is one where it's dog or pass. I'm not rushing to take Montreal, but they have the rest advantage. Um, they, they've played pretty, there was a better game from them after their struggles. They're a little too flighty in terms of, you know, they beat the Islanders at home. Could they have a dud tonight in Pittsburgh? They could because they've been very inconsistent lately, but I tell you what, you give me which, what I prefer in a game. I don't love plus plus one ninety all day, every day with Montreal rather than minus two thirty uh, with Pittsburgh in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex Canadians penguins? Yeah, like you said, the, uh, the Pens, rather, they need points. And when you look at a team like this, they need points. Wrapping up, both teams uh, wrapping up, heading toward the break. I think this is a, a game that where they're going to just kind of scratch and claw and fight their way to getting those points. And I think that's going to take a little while. So I like the draw here in this spot. We've seen it cash in three of the last four meetings with these two teams. Montreal's right in the mix with Toronto and the Thailanders as being one of those teams that uh, constantly goes past 60 minutes and, uh, and gets games in the overtime and beyond. So that's what I'm looking at here, plus 370. Uh, give me the draw with the Habs and the Pens. I think you might be uh, speaking the same language because uh, the draw does interest me here as well. It, does like, it feels like a small dog and draw split, if anything. Uh, by the way, Tristan Jari looks like he should be in net tonight because we saw Alex Nedeljkovic last night in the game against uh, Florida. And before people start getting too excited about Pittsburgh, you know, tying that game late, taking a good Florida team to a shootout, pretty easy to stay in the game when the penalties were like 7-2 to two in favor of Flor- uh, Pittsburgh. Florida had seven penalties and Pittsburgh only had two. And that's and I blame that for the team total falling short. How are you going to score four goals when you can't have your best players on the ice? You're killing penalties all night. So that was the frustrating part. Now, I thought some of those penalties were deserved. Lundell punches Latang for a clean hit. Like, that was just stupid by Lundell to take that penalty. But a couple of them were questionable calls, in my opinion, against Florida. And that's the thing. I mean, when you're killing penalties, good luck trying to score four goals in a game when you're in the box and shorthanded seven fucking times. And that's what happened to Florida last night uh, against Pittsburgh. 
That's what kept Pittsburgh in the game, all those chances. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Zach? Uh, or Sorry, Matt, Montreal-Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like the over here. I know Jari's given up seven in his last two starts. Uh, Allen's given up 11 in his last three starts. Um, both teams going into the all-star break. I I do agree. I think it could go to OT, but I'm hoping it goes to OT 3-3 or, or higher. So that'll probably be my only play. I might sprinkle on the draw just because I do feel like, given the history, it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I like the over here. And if you can get it at six, that's even better. But um, it's looking like it's six and a half, but almost even money. So maybe wait a couple minutes and then live it if there's no goals in the first two or three minutes. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's some truth to that. That's definitely a good way to approach it. Maybe wait for a live opportunity. Uh, Zach, what do you think here, Montreal and Pittsburgh? Yeah, I'm going to hit the first period money line on the, the pens, get off to an early start, and uh, anytime goal score for Crosby, I think it's always a good bet if Crosby playing Montreal, whether it's in That's Montreal a good point. Or usually owns so them. Yep. I'm going to go anytime goal score for Sid, and then, yeah, I think Pittsburgh money line, and maybe wait a little bit for the over to kind of see how the game plays out. Not too, too confident in it getting too high here, but we'll see. Like you said earlier, Pittsburgh needs all the points they can get, so I'm hoping they come out to a good start, grab that first period lead, and cash the bet. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of lean. Let me just see what the series history is here with the uh, totals. Um, yeah, I would lean over for sure. I see it. Five, four, six, four, four, three are the f- last uh, four, three meetings between these two teams. Uh, and uh, last time in Pittsburgh, last two in Pittsburgh, last three in Pittsburgh were six, four, five, two, six, three. Lots of goals. So, yeah, I think the over. And by the way, I don't trust Tristan Jari. Hundred uh, percent. He's going to be a net for Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, you know, we talk about how David Riddick, when he's good, we say Big Save Dave like he's normally called. But we call him Big Siv Dave when he starts to struggle. You know what I'm going to start calling Tristan Jari when he doesn't play well? Tristan Jari, when you play well, you deserve to be called by your actual name. But when you suck and you're starting to play bad and he's had a rough go, you're Tristan Jarhead right now. Yeah, yeah. Tristan Jarhead. That's what we're going to call you right now uh, if you're going to struggle like this. So uh, Jari and Net Jarhead right now because he's not playing well. Uh, and Jake Allen in net. And look, Jake Allen's not exactly uh, Bernie Perrant right now uh, for them in net. So uh, th- th- definitely the case to be made. We could see some offense here tonight with the uh, Canadians and the uh, Penguins uh, in this uh, matchup tonight. Plus, you got the Penguins on a back-to-back little tire, like 3.46 goals against for uh, Allen, who has allowed uh, 5, 3, and 3 in his last three starts. So that's 11 goals in his last three starts. So I've taught myself into over 6.5 here pretty much. Uh, after seeing all that. Uh, all right, next up, we've got, as we continue, oh, by the way, for props, um, I mentioned Rust. I mentioned um, Drew O'Connor on the second line yesterday. Again, that didn't come through with Drew O'Connor or the other guy on that second line too, but keep an eye on those two because they're up on the lineup for Pittsburgh as well as Colin White. But for Montreal, there's a bunch. Uh, Josh Anderson's on the top line. Yoel Armia's picked it up lately. And Sean Monahan right now, he is really playing well. And they're showcasing this guy because they want to trade him. And he continues to play well right now for the Canadians. So Sean Monahan props might be a good look tonight in this game as well. All right, next up, all-Canadian matchup. It's actually a repeat of the game we saw earlier this week. Toronto Maple Leafs, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg minus 130. Home favorites, six the total in this game. Now, this is a back-to-back, same two teams. They played in Toronto. Only the second game this season to have a scoreless 0-0 tie after regulation. And, of course, the Leafs got the win 1-0 in overtime, courtesy of an Austin Matthews goal. 
Normally, when you see an extreme low-scoring game like that, and the same two teams play each other the very next game, usually I like to see the opposite and make a case for the opposite to happen. But I'm hesitant. I lean over. I think that in this kind of situation, you get kind of a different game script this time around and more goals this time around as well. Uh, and keep in mind, the uh, games in Winnipeg historically have been higher scoring than the games in Toronto for the most part uh, in this series history. But the thing that does concern me is what we're going to see tonight. Samsonov's on fire again the last two games. Can he keep it going is the big question. But he's been marvelous all of a sudden the last two wins for Toronto against Seattle and Winnipeg. And now you've got Connor Hellebuck for Winnipeg. And you've got just a shit ton of injuries offensively for Winnipeg. There could be Shifley's still out. I don't think he's back tonight. Uh, Josh Morrissey, I think, is going to play it. I think he's survived it, that puck he took in the sternum chest area uh, against Toronto. So I think he's going to be good to go for the Jets, which is significant because he's their best puck-moving offensive-minded defenseman. Yeah, it looks like Morrissey's good to go. The good news is Gabe Velarde, uh, Rick Bonus said, should be good to go and return from his lower body injury. So that's the good news for the Jets. Morrissey's good. And it looks like Gabe Velarde uh, is going to be back here for Winnipeg tonight. So, like I say, I, I kind of when I see two teams that are capable of playing both ways, they can play up, uh, you know, high scoring games. They can play low scoring games, but they play an extreme low scoring game. The previous game, usually I like to see the opposite take place in the uh, next meeting. But I, I, I am concerned about the level of goaltending both of these guys are playing with right now, Samsonov and Hellebuck. So maybe I sprinkle small on the over. I think we could see both teams score in the first period, though. That's something I kind of like. After a dull zero, not a dull game, there were chances, but you know, very low event, well defended on both sides, good goaltending, and even Brossois played pretty well uh, on Wednesday night. I could see both teams getting to the back of the net in the first 20 minutes. And I think you're going to get a good price with that uh, as well with uh, Toronto Winnipeg first period, uh, both teams to score Saturday night as well. Hockey night in Canada. There's probably a little bit more aggression uh, offensively shown in this game as a result. I mean, plus 182 at FanDuel for both teams to score in the first period. That's that's calling my name. I think I'm going to put that on the card. Uh, what do you think here, Alex Leafs Jets? Yeah, it's, uh, didn't know it was complicated. I got two bets in this. I have first team, uh, first period, both teams to score plus one eighty two, and I grabbed the draw at plus three forty. Like I said, I do think we see a much different uh, first sixty minutes of play in this game, like we do, uh, like we did the other night. But I think we get end up with that same result after sixty minutes. Uh, we see the draw cash in once again. I, I'm not totally sold on back to back games with these two teams going to overtime, but I'd certainly, I'd still take a piece of the draw. Uh, in this one after cashing with it uh, Wednesday night between uh, these two teams. And uh, by the way, the Jets have gone to overtime two of their last three games. Uh, and uh, obviously we saw overtime earlier this week in Toronto with these two teams. Toronto's actually won four straight uh, against Winnipeg. That's why I'm not just jumping to take minus 130 in the revenge angle uh, with uh, Winnipeg. I'm certainly not betting against Winnipeg because Winnipeg will be better tonight, especially with Velarde back. But um, I'm not laying it either with them. What do you think here, Al um, Matt? Uh, Toronto-Winnipeg. Yeah, I, I like it to be a bounce back game. I tend to uh, also agree when it's, you know, one nothing, 2 one game. Typically, the next game is a different story, especially given the fact, you know, Toronto can put up goals uh, in bunches. Um, I saw someone in the chat saying Matthews gets 40 tonight. It's wild the pace that he's on. You know, he doesn't have fun in a 1-0 game. Uh, that's not really his style of hockey. So I'm going to take the first period over. Um 
I might sprinkle on the both teams to score as well because I do think they both come out, you know, wanting to get in the back of the net. And then I'm going to take the game over at six. Um, not going to pick a side here um, and get a staff to draw, just given that they just went to overtime two days ago. So, all right, good stuff, Zach. How about you, Toronto, Winnipeg? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what to expect uh, in this one. I, I do like the the side kind of Matthews getting his 40th goal tonight there in Winnipeg. So something I might look at, but. I think I'm going to jump on the first period tie and then kind of see how the game goes out the rest of the way live. All right. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then as far as not a huge prop game for me, but with Velarde back, I'm certainly interested. We cast so many Velarde props before his injury. Uh, you know, we've got Perfetti. We've got Lowry too. Lowry, you know, captain of the team, disappointing loss, shutout loss in Toronto. Wouldn't surprise me to see him make an impact. Nemesnikov's got value too on that top line. Nemesnikov had a bunch of chances in Toronto the other night. So Nemesnikov might be a good look playing with Connor and Velarde. And then for Toronto, um, you know, Nick Robertson and Matthew Nyes, I think are worth a look. They've both been, their games have been improving lately. There's good value. Yarn croak day to day with an injury, by the way, for Toronto. Yes. Good to point that out. Uh, Florida Panthers, New York Islanders, uh, Panthers minus minus one fifty road favorite six, the total. Uh, it was a disappointing split. I was certainly happy that Florida won money line cash, but I had more money personally on the team total. And like I said, I thought if the Panthers weren't in the damn penalty box for as much as they were in that game, they would have gotten to four goals. They just didn't have the opportunity because they had to kill so many penalties. So that was disappointing, frustrating. Uh, it ends up a 3-2 shootout win for Florida. This is back-to-back now for them uh, going into this game. This is the final game before the break for both of these teams uh, as well. I expect urgency, certainly from the Islanders. You know, you don't want to be with the new head coach, Patrick Waugh, be one and three with Waugh behind the bench going into the break. You know, you want to show up here to, and, and try to get a win. Problem is, it's not going to be easy. This Florida team now, what is it, seven road wins in a row for the Florida Panthers? They have been outstanding. There is not a chance I'm going against them and this road warrior run that they have put together. But at the same point in time, it's also not the right spot to jump on Florida, minus 150 on a back-to-back. Islanders probably a little desperate here to get a win before the break with Wah. You think Wah wants to, is going to, he's going to be on their ass going into this game tonight. You don't want to go into the break one and three. Uh, and really, and you're already up against it, trying to get back into the hunt in the playoffs. So this is an important game for the Islanders. I think they'll play like it. I'm going to go with the draw here. That's it. My only bet on this game. Nothing on the side, nothing on the total, just the draw here. Uh, Thailanders draw Island. Why not? We got robbed, got robbed of the draw the other night. Should have went there after they tied it up three, three with Montreal. And then Montreal got the lead uh, a second later. Of course, Florida cast a draw last night uh, with Pittsburgh. So that's the only bet for me draw here in this game in a matchup where I do expect it'll be Sorokin for the Islanders and probably Anthony Stolarz. I would expect for Florida tonight on the back to back because it was goalie Bob last night against Pittsburgh. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Florida Panthers, New York Islanders. Same deal. Draw plus 350. Uh, he said still riding with this talented team. And, I, and like I said, Waz making it a point to play more responsible defensively. Uh, we know Paul Maurice can get right into that that kind of a style as well. So I, I could definitely see this being uh, kind of a matchup battle. It's kind of a back and forth and a low and slow contest. So uh, I would say far away from even – this is a game where, you know, Maybe look at that under, but like I said, we're not really into betting a lot of unders around here. But uh, so a three-three correct score with the draw, maybe that's a little worth a little sprinkle. But uh, draw is the only play that I have in pocket right now. 
All right, there you go. Draw as well for Alex. Uh, Matt, what do you think here, Panthers-Islanders? Yeah, I don't like much. I think I'm going to pass on this game. I think, to Alex's point, if anything, if you get it at 6.5, maybe you take the under at 6.5, then you find yourself 3-3 going into overtime, then you're you know effed on that. So I don't really like anything here. Um, I, w- I would have leaned towards the first period over if Florida didn't play last night, but – I think it might come out. They they may both come out, you know, kind of playing defensive. You know, don't want to give anything up early, and it might just be a boring first period. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pass on this game overall. Not nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and uh, especially on a card like this with 14 uh, games, we'll let Zach rejoin us when he's ready. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to mention just a couple of props here for this game. I'm not bailing on our, our guy. If Landon Flores, our guy, is listening. Um, we're not bailing on Mackey. You know, I know last night he didn't score, but if he stays on that top line and it looks like he'll be there with Barkov and Rodriguez, we'll stick with him. It's one of these deals now where I'm just probably going to, as long as he stays on the top line, um, we, you know, we're going to probably be looking toward, um, you know, his goal prop until he scores. Mackey Samuskevich here uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers uh, playing on that top line. For the Islanders, um, Horvat's been pretty good lately. Kyle Palmieri's starting to heat up, and he's one of those streaky scorers. So those are a couple that might be of interest here on the Islanders' side. As much as I love what I'm seeing out of Florida on the road, I've got a sneaking suspicion Islanders win. I'm not betting the Islanders, but I've got a sneaking suspicion they might here tonight. That was an intense game with Pittsburgh. There was a lot of nastiness in that Panthers-Penguins game last night. Very chippy hockey game, so and very emotional, as someone in the chat said. So that may not be easy for the um, Florida Panthers to, you know, bring it and have their gas tank on full for a game like this after that one last night in uh, Pittsburgh. All right, we got three games left. Next up, it's the Anaheim Ducks and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we This is one of those 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 8 local time starts in Minnesota. Alex, do you have an explanation for that? Yes, today is Hockey Day in Minnesota, so there's a All bunch right. of games yeah. going on up way, way up in World Minnesota, uh, high school games, uh, there'll be a college game on TV, and then, of course, the customary 8 p.m local start here at XL Energy Center. Yeah, now it makes sense because I remember we've been doing this show for so many years and every year on Hockey Day in Minnesota, they'd move the wild game to 9 Eastern, 8 Central. So now now it makes perfect sense. Uh, what do we get from the wild here? They need to bounce back. Obviously, they lost to the um, uh, to the Nashville Predators in their last game. Uh, they had a lead going into the third. They could not hold on to it and they ended up losing that game by a score of 3-2. They're in bounce back mode and do they have the right team to bounce back against, you know, the Anaheim Ducks, who are obviously struggling three and seven uh, in their last 10 games? Uh, we'll see how they fare. And you talk about series history. How about 10 straight for the Minnesota Wild uh, over the Anaheim Ducks? So it's been all Minnesota here in this series history. How about the games in Minnesota, by the way, going back to May 2021? 4-3, 4-3, 4-3. 7-3, 5-4. How about the fact that four of those five games in Minnesota went to overtime? Wow. Mm-hmm. I got to take the draw now after seeing that. I got to sprinkle a little bit uh, on the draw. Hell, Anaheim took Dallas to overtime uh, in their last game. Why not Minnesota? That's that's what I'm going to look at here. Draw and over. Over six and draw uh, for me here with the uh, Ducks in the wild. Yeah, Pasternak just made it one nothing Boston. So our the first period over backers in that Bruin Flyer game, you're not dead yet. Uh, here you're not dead yet with the uh, first period over in that game uh still five minutes to go 
Um, that's unfortunate for Philly. Philly's kind of carried the play in the first period shot-wise and territorially, but down one nothing. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, Anaheim, Minnesota. So this is a, a interesting game, and, and it sets up for a really good same-game parlay that actually is worth uh, quite a bit. Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should even just – should I save it for the bargain bin? It's not a player. Oh, should okay. I save this yeah. parlay for the bargain bin, or should I just sure. give it out now? I probably should just give it out now. Right. I think I might have a bargain bin player. So I'm going to just give it out well, now. If you have I something like the, else planned for the bargain bin, yeah, say it now. Yeah. Yep. All right, so I'm going to say it now. I like the wild money line tied with the draw. And you can get the same game parlay plus 644. Uh, at FanDuel. Here's the reason why. You mentioned four of the last five meetings with these two teams here in St. Paul have gone past regulation. Uh, we've seen the Wild playing kind of this slower, tighter uh, hockey as we have with Anaheim. But Minnesota needs a win at home, and Minnesota doesn't lose on Hockey Day in Minnesota. In fact, it's been a long time since they've had a loss, and their record in, with these Hockey Days in Minnesota, this has happened since 2007. They're 12-3 on Hockey Day in Minnesota, and, and there's been some overtime games in that stretch, and they've won those as well, so give me the wild money line tied with the draw at FanDuel, plus 644. That's the same game parlay. That's what I'm rolling here in this And look, Minnesota, the last, again, we're going to go through this one more time, the last five games at XL, Energy Center, Anaheim, Minnesota, the last five, obviously Minnesota's won all five, but four of those five went to overtime or a shootout. So this at plus, what, 644, that's a great price for something that's very plausible. A Minnesota win in either overtime or a shootout. Again, they've beaten Anaheim 10 straight overall, five straight in Minnesota, and four of the five games hosting Anaheim, they've gone to overtime or a shootout, and Minnesota won all of them. So that's, that's, that's a great little look there at plus 644. Minnesota money line and draw parlay same game parlay plus 644 wow makes sense makes sense absolutely with the what you see with these teams historically and i'm just went to overtime against dallas the other night as our guy matt robinson knows all too well a great segue what do you think here anaheim minnesota yeah i i, I honestly didn't know it was hockey day in minnesota i think that's gonna make me lean towards the over um especially at that six price you know i think they'll want some goals um, hopefully that means a 4-3 Minnesota overtime win so that uh, the money line draw parlay hits um, and the over hits as well. Um, but, yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I'd lean towards the first period over as well. Just, you know, exciting stuff. There's going to be people hyped up for this game. So, um, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be goals. I do lean towards Minnesota. I'm not going to drop minus 230, minus 200, anything like that. But, uh, but yeah. I'll just I'll just be on the over on this one. All right, good stuff. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Anaheim, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm riding that uh, first period money line bet today, and I'm going to take the Wild on it at home, being that hockey day in Minnesota thing. You know, they're going to come out to a good start. Not much confidence in the Ducks. Might even sprinkle little live bet draw action, see how the game kind of pans out. But right now, I've been kind of riding those first period money line bets. All right, good stuff there. Uh, yeah, as far as props uh, go for this game, um, you know, I would probably, I've talked about pretty much similar, you know, theme the last few Anaheim games, Henrique, you know, uh, Tavish uh, in particular. Uh, I'd be interested in maybe those two. And Minnesota, Rossi, Eriksson, 
Um, Hartman, uh, in particular, have been good for them of late. All right, we got Columbus, Vancouver. Canucks, minus 300, own favorite, six and a half, the total in this one. Keep in mind, there's actually a revenge spot for Vancouver. Remember, they lost to Columbus in a shootout, you know, on that road trip, that long road trip they just had recently. And that was that Elvis Merzlikens post game where he says, I'm bringing out the monster in me and I'm going to enjoy this one. And uh, I'm angry. And he had that. It was quite the memorable post game interview he had after that win against Vancouver. I remember it. Um, and I believe he'll be in net tonight for the uh, Blue Jackets against the uh, Vancouver Canal, or at least we think hasn't been confirmed. Um, Daniil Tarasov did play well against Calgary and they got a 5-2 win over the Flames in that game. So maybe they roll back to Tarasov again. And you know, Pascal Vincent is not shy about letting uh, Merzlikens ride the pine and sit on the bench. So this could be a spot where maybe uh, Tarasov does get another opportunity after the win he picked up uh, against Calgary the other night. On the flip side, Vancouver is coming off the uh, loss to the St. Louis Blues. I got to tip my cap to the Blues. I didn't see that coming. A 3-0 sweep like that through their road trips of Vancouver, Calgary, and Seattle. Very impressive by the Blues. And uh, Canucks lost 4-3 in overtime to the Blues. Here we go again with Vancouver, though. This is a team that has not lost two in a row in a very, very long time. This is not a team I have any interest stepping in front of off a loss. Uh, Rick Tockett has constantly gotten a good bounce back performance from this team. You have to go all the way back right now uh, to November 16 and November 18 uh, as far as, oh, there's your first period over, 2 nothing Boston. There you go. All right. First period over cashes and the Flyers start around a little bit in their own zone. Credit to the Bruins. This looks like they had, that goal woke them up a little bit. Um, two nothing Bruins there. Vancouver's been absolutely phenomenal, you know, off these losses. They have, like I said, they have not lost two games in a row. The Vancouver Canucks since losing five, two at Calgary and four, three against Seattle. And that was November 16 and November 18. That's nearly two. That's over two months ago. The last time Vancouver's lost two games in a row. Yes. Talk it called out Pedersen for a bad play he made late in that game. Uh, as much as I've said, Columbus has value. Columbus, there's going to be spots to back them. I'm not sure tonight's the night. Vancouver lost to this team. Vancouver's off a loss themselves. They're going to want to bounce back, and they've been in money in the bank at bouncing back after a loss. But obviously, I'm not laying minus 300, so what do we do? I'm going to do a double-team total here. Vancouver over 1.5 in the first period with a nice plus price with that. You can get upwards of like plus 180 with Vancouver first period team total over 1.5. Full game over three and a half with Vancouver uh, team total as well. And based on series history uh, with the uh, Canucks and the uh, Blue Jackets, and I was on the over on Martin Luther King Day with these two teams, 4-3-5-2-4-3-4-3. I mean, four straight overs with these two teams. A lot of goals have been scored. So I do like that six and a half as well, uh, up and over the number. And I'm going to have to see it again from Tarasov. You know what I mean? I know he played well against Calgary. Do it again here tonight against a pretty good Vancouver team. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, Blue Jackets, Canucks. <clears throat> yeah, so I like both teams to score in the first period, plus 152, to kind of set up that first period over, which I'm going to grab live. I'm not going to lay that uh, $1.50. I'm going to try and grab that at $1.30 or better. That's the only two things I'm looking at here. I'm staying away from a side. I don't even like the draw in the spot. Just uh, looking for some goals early. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, someone said this smells like 3 nothing coming. It is 3 nothing. <laughs> oh, man. It's just pouring on poor Philly here all of a sudden. They had a nice start. They just couldn't score. And now, bam, the roof's caved in on them. Team that needs uh, a goaltender. Yeah. 
Yeah, Arison's the holes are starting to show in poor Arison right now for them. But it's everything. The blue line's breaking down left and right. They're not helping them out at all. It's a backdoor tap in. There's nothing any Marty Broder's not stopping that second goal Boston scored. Backdoor tap in from the defenseman pinching in, not a chance. I mean, yeah, that's that's hanging out your goalie to dry on that one. Uh so yeah, first period over team total Canucks. Full game over team total Canucks. I, I kind of like that both teams. I, I actually could see I could see two one Vancouver after the first period. That might be a correct score sprinkle correct for me. Vancouver two yeah. one. Yeah, after the first period, no doubt. Uh, what do you think here, Matt? Columbus Vancouver. Yeah, similar to you, but sort of going a different direction. I like Vancouver uh, puck line after the first period plus one ten, and then I also like the first period over at two and a half plus one eighty five. Um, I think Vancouver is going to come out hot. I think they're going to score some goals. Uh, but I, you know, I think Columbus likes to get in those shootout type of games, six, five type games. So, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. I don't know if I want to lay minus 140 on over six and a half. So maybe if it's a slow start, you can jump in at six. But, but yeah, I like the over in the first period at two and a half on this one uh, to wow. get that extra money. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, that's that, that that that's a good price too. You'll get on that with the over two and a half uh, in the um, in the uh, first period of that Blue Jackets and uh, Canucks game. Yeah, um, yeah, Demko should be in net for the Canucks. I agree with what Rich H is saying. The media portrayed it like he was ripping and reaming and calling out Pedersen, Tockett, when it was just a simple you know play that he, he said you know that you just got to manage the puck better. He wasn't really ripping him. You know, it was just a, a natural, you know what? You got to be a little bit better there uh, and, uh, you know, not make those mistakes. And it wasn't ripping him at all. But the media makes it sound like that. And I like what he said to the media. You guys are just, we're playing well. We're having a nice season. You're just looking for negativity. I agree. That's probably what they're looking for. They're bored stiff. They're bored stiff, those Vancouver writers. They have to praise this team every day pretty much with the way their season has gone. They want to find something negative to write, you know, because negativity and, 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 and controversy sells. And gets clicks, um, and that's why they made a big deal of it. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Blue Jackets, Canucks. Yeah, I don't really have much on this game to be honest. Uh, it doesn't really interest me with the the fourteen games that we have on tap. So, something that I'm just going to stay away from. Yeah, a prop wise for this game, like I said, anyone you take with Sillinger, Shinikov on that top line, that's worth a look. Voronkov's heating up again uh, for the uh, Jackets as well. Uh, for Vancouver, like I said, don't sleep on some of the players that are outside of the main cogs like Besser and Pedersen and Miller. Pugh Suter is red hot. I don't know how you bet how you don't bet him right now. Uh, playing on that second line, Mikheyev on the top line, uh, Garland and or Dakota Joshua, but Hoaglander. But my main one is Suter. Suter's got the hottest, the hot hand at the moment uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. No question about that. Uh, so we'll see how it goes tonight in that one. All right, final game. It is Alex's Chicago Blackhawks taking on the Calgary Flames. Uh, it is uh, Calgary minus 330, or 310 rather, uh, home favorites. Six the total, shaded to the under. So we've got Alex's favorite team head-to-head with Zach's favorite team here tonight to uh, wrap up the uh, Saturday slate. Um, what do you do with this game other than pass? Because that's probably what I'm going to do with this game is pass. How do you lay minus 310 with Calgary? How? How? You don't. You, you don't, you can't. <laughs> you don't and you can't. But how do you take Chicago to do anything for you right now? You, you don't, don't and you can't. Yeah. That's so. Draw. 
<laughs> draw or pass, and even I don't want to draw too much because I do think Calgary probably went like I see this as two nothing or three nothing or three one Calgary in regulation, something like that. Chicago just can't score, and Calgary's got issues defensively right now. And you know, you never know what you're going to get from the Markstrom Vladar combination, but can Chicago take advantage of those defensive issues at the moment for Calgary? I'm not totally sure about that. Uh, not what we've seen from them lately. So it's 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 under and draw for me if I were to get involved, but I don't know if I will. Maybe I sprinkle on the draw. That's a maybe. I'm leaning toward no. I'm leaning toward just passing altogether. Lean draw, lean under. Alex, what do you think here? Chicago, Calgary. I'm gonna read off some first period scores: two one, one one, one one, three zero, one zero, two two, one two, one one, one three, two one, one one, two one, and one one. Last 13 games of the first period has gone over with quite a few goals scored. And that's even the last meeting, which took place uh, just about 20 days ago, 1-1. And we're talking about a Hawks team that was still kind of scuttering offensively. So give me the first period over. You can get it as cheap as the dollar eighteen at FanDuel. Also give me both teams to score the first period. Tough indeed. First period, o- first period overs have been good for Calgary, I know, lately. That's for sure. So uh, first period over and first period both teams to score for Alex in Blackhawks Flames. Matt, what do you think here? Chicago, Calgary. Uh, sorry, it's it's now 4 nothing Boston. So our, I guess our, again. It's been awful. Our I'm surprised Ayrson uh, didn't get That was a horrible goal for Harrison to give up. Horrible. Yeah. Went right under his arm. you got to stop those. And he's, his yeah. confidence is shot. I'm surprised Torts didn't yank him there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, different goalie go starting the second, probably. Probably, yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. my guess as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say pass and move on, but after what Alex just read, I'll jump on the first period over. I mean, how do you argue? I mean, 13 straight in the series, first yeah. period over, hard to deny yeah. that. Yeah, so that'll be my only play. Don't like the sides here. Maybe you know, if I don't know. I was going to say maybe Chicago goes up 2 nothing early. You grab the Flames like at a decent price, but yeah, you know, probably. maybe Chicago gets a win. I don't I don't know. There's just too many question marks. I obviously I'll take a, a Blake Coleman prop. Um just, you know, it's been lucky him and Stefan Nason whenever I come on the show, one of them, you know, is bound to score. So maybe a prop there, but yeah, don't really like this game. That, that makes m- multiple of us, although at that first period over, I could get talked into that, seeing that it's 13 straight. Uh, just help us out. Or, or it could be 2 nothing Calgary, but uh, help us try to help us out, Chicago, with this in the first period. Try to help us out. I mean, Calgary's not exactly the 90s devils right now defensively. I know you got injuries galore, and you miss Connor Bedard dearly, dearly, but this is not the 90s devils you're playing tonight uh, with Calgary right now, who look like Keystone Cops at times in their own end lately. So we'll see if Chicago can do anything about it. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Chicago, Calgary. Yeah, I agree with everything that you guys have said for sure. I, I think I'm just going to lean towards that over six total. I think that's a pretty good p- price plus money. I think there's going to be some goals. I know that uh, they've been struggling to score these two teams as of late, but I think it's a perfect matchup for both of them. And honestly, I wouldn't be too, too surprised if Calgary pissed this one down their leg, kind of the, the direction that they're going, trending into the all-star break and, coming up to the trade deadline and they're definitely going to be sellers. And I think someone came out with the statistic that they've got to win at like a 700 rate to make the playoffs or something. So they're pretty much out of it in my opinion. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks maybe got a little confidence back tonight, but I'm just going to stick to that uh, game over of six. All right. Over six for uh, Zach. Yeah. John Massey thinks Calgary going to fire the puck at Mirazik's chest like it's last season. Yeah, maybe. 
It may be. The, the Calgary Sternums, uh, they can show up on occasion. We know that all too well. Hopefully hopefully tonight's not one of those nights for that. Uh, what a show. Uh, great stuff. Is Blake Coleman out? He is. Looks yeah, like he is. Uh, Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, didn't he skate is today. They're more likely to be out. Yeah, Greer out, uh, Dubé out for we know what. And uh, so Sharon Govich, I do like Sharon Govich. Zary and Coronado are going to have to step up with no Blake Coleman if he's out. So uh, maybe look in those directions. I mean, I think if I'm going to if I'm going to take a chance on anyone to score for uh, Chicago, it's the captain, uh, Nick Polino, uh right now. I just get that sense. It's, it's time for him, I think, maybe to score tonight with his team in dire need of some offense. Why not him? The guy that should be the, the pseudo captain, the guy that should be the captain. Uh, of this uh, Blackhawks team moving forward. Great stuff. Uh, what a show. We thank, uh, of course, Alex. Great job. Matt, great job. Zach, great job. Zach joins us every Saturday. It's good to have Matt and Zach be able to be on the same show together as well for the first time. And we thank everybody for joining us. 248 live viewers. Hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And make sure you sign up. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. Just $10 per month. Our daily card, sides, totals, player props. We will have the daily card, by the way, posted for the 4 p.m. Eastern games and beyond. Okay, so uh, we will have those. The, the oh, I will make sure I get the card posted by then. So for the Nashville-Edmonton, Buffalo-San Jose games, and then all the night games, we will have the card posted. Sides, totals, player props. Uh, for this Saturday card on the Patreon page. So patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. Um, goalie charts, totals charts. We've got bonus videos and shows that we'll be recording during the break that will be available just for Patreon members as well. And of course, we got many Patreon exclusive live betcasts on the way February and beyond. We had our first one the other night on Thursday, which was a ton of fun. And those will be exclusive to Patreon. So make sure you sign up. Your $10 per month signing up and subscribing at Patreon helps keep the show going. So patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 per month. And make sure you check out the store. The, uh, uh, the, 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 the sale at the store isn't going to last too much longer. So make sure you get involved, get your gear, get your Ice Guys merch, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yeah, just two days left today and tomorrow to save 20% off of everything at the Ice Guys store right now. We've got all of your Tylender merch. We've got all the dry, the, the draw season merch. We've got all the regular standard stuff as well. So you can grab that right now over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. That's two days left for 20% off, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, it is Bargain Bin Special of the Nighttime. Alex, uh, what do you got for Bargain Bin on for this huge Saturday? Yeah, so we're going to that Vancouver-Columbus game, and uh, Rich H. pointed this out. Vancouver is a team that likes to get get things rolling and score first. And uh, you mentioned about Elias Pettersson. Didn't necessarily get chewed out necessarily. Just got, you know, kind of reprimanded and, let, you know, let know, hey, those are, you know, mistakes you can't make. And he's had a, a really good season. This is a guy who I knew would kind of bloom and blossom when, when he was, uh, you know, drafted in his first early years. He was going to be playing at a superstar kind of level. We've seen him emerge to that. So I think he steps up and in early. So at plus 1,000, uh, give me Elias Pettersson, first goal for Vancouver tonight. That's my bargain bin special. Right. Wow. Elias Pettersson, Vancouver, first goal after a rough night by his standards the other night against St. Louis. So I like the angle. You know he's going to want to play better. Uh, Elias Pettersson, first goal of the game, plus 1,000, 10 to 1 for Vancouver. Bargain bin special of the night for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Matt, what do you like for uh, bargain bin wise? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, hoping tonight's the night Dallas finally rolls a team. 
Um, and given that, I like Wyatt Johnston over one and a half points, plus 350. Um, looking at his last four games on that line, two points, zero points, three points, zero points. So if you're feeling real spendy, uh, three or more three or more points is plus 800. Um, you know, if, if Dallas really routes him, it's not the craziest thing, but I'll stick with Wyatt Johnson over one and a half points plus 350. All right, Wyatt Johnston over one and a half points for the Dallas Stars plus 350 for Matt Robinson with Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Zach, what have you found in the Bargain Bin? Uh, I'm going to the Jets and Leafs game here, and I'm going with uh, Josh Morrissey anytime goal at plus 500. Maybe get him back on the score sheet with a big goal at home, big game, and hopefully some help from the back end. I like it. There you go. Uh, I like that uh, look for sure. Uh, Josh Morrissey, uh, plus 500 to get for the uh, Winnipeg Jets for a bargain bin special of the night uh, for uh, for Zach Urban. Uh, my best, uh, not my best bet, my bargain bin special uh, of the night for this uh, Saturday card. I like the way he's playing. He's involved. He's had chances. And I think he owes, feels he owes the team. Whether he thought maybe maybe it was just accidental and maybe he just didn't know the the, the rules of the suspension and he just uh, and that's why he ended up getting the suspension for sports betting. But I think he kind of owes the team, you know, and he's playing like it because he's been very good. I know he's only scored I think just the one goal, but man, he's had chance after chance for the Ottawa Senators. We're taking our betting buddy Shane Pinto for the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, tonight. Uh, as my uh, bargain bin special of the night, plus 380 at BetMGM. So a really good price there. Uh, Shane Pinto, I've been impressed with his game. And like I say, I think he feels, look, I fucked up. I've been got suspended for, you know, 40 games. It's time for me to make up to it. He's got the contract now, uh, and he looks like he's playing with a purpose right now for Ottawa. So Shane Pinto, Ottawa Senators, plus 380 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night uh, for this Saturday card. All right. Best bets to wrap up this show. This is really our last long edition of the show uh, prior to the All-Star break. We're going to have a bunch of shorties pretty much uh, later this week as far as length of show. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like the best bet? Yeah, last big Saturday of the first half of the season, we're going to go with a big bet. And we're going to go right here in my home of St. Paul. Now, I'm a Chicagoan, you know, through and through to the end of days. But St. Paul has been my home for the last 15 years. And they take things seriously. Uh, winter time. This is winter carnival season right now. It's hockey day in Minnesota, and they got the Anaheim Ducks coming in today. Team they beat ten in a row. The Minnesota Wild. They show up on hockey day in Minnesota. The record, and I got it a little bungled up. It's thirteen two and one in uh, the sixteen all days for hockey day in Minnesota. But they keep things close for the last five meetings between the Ducks and Wild have gone past regulation. So give me the same game parlay. Minnesota Wild money line tied with the regulation draw plus 644 fan duel. That is my best bet for this big Saturday. Wow. And that's a big best bet for this big Saturday. That's Minnesota money line and the draw plus 644. Anaheim, Minnesota. Same game parlay. Uh, best bet uh, for Alex B. Smith. And like I said, I think it's best bet worthy even at that price because it's plausible with if you look at the series history with the Ducks and the Wild at XL Energy Center. Matt Robinson, what do you got for best bet? Oh, wrong guy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep it simple with something that's worked a lot in the past, and I'm going to go Stars-Washington. It's coming up here in about 10 minutes. Stars-Washington first period over. Keep it simple. 
there we go. Get those two goals in the first 20 minutes, just like we saw with Anaheim Dallas uh, the other night. Uh, Washington Dallas over one and a half first period. Uh, best bet for Matt Robinson. Zach Urban, best bet. What do you got? Uh, I'm going up to Edmonton and Nashville here, and I'm taking that Oilers first period money line. I think that's the best bet of the night, and I think they'll come out to a hot start, pushing for that streak to continue. All right, there we go. So that's the Edmonton Oilers minus a half, uh, plus 134 uh, is about the best price you can get with that first period puck line. Edmonton Oilers for Zach Urban with his uh, best bet on this Saturday a slate as they go for 16 wins in a row. That's a wrap. A great show. Uh, thanks to everyone for hanging in there. You know what? To be honest with you, the fact we did not clear the two-hour mark is impressive for four guys on the show and 14 really games. Is. really is impressive. It wasn't longer than that. So uh, good pace, and we appreciate all of you for tuning in. Hit the like button, and again, sign up at patreon.com slash guys. We'll get the card posted just before the 4 p.m. Eastern games uh, this afternoon. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Oh, shit, my best bet. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> I, almost, I almost forgot to give my best bet. Thank you, D- Mr. Dum Dum here. Is, uh, I've made some mistakes today. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I Like I said, I slept okay last night. I don't know. What it's a long doing. show, man. Long, long show. show. It's a long show. That would be the explanation. Um, and you know what? Probably, too, is, you know, I'm, I was very much undecided on best bet. I felt I could go in a bunch of different directions here with this slate. I'm going to take – I just got that sense. This is a very tough spot for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. It's a really tough spot. They've had a nice little last two games of this road trip. I think Detroit gets them tonight. I like overs in that game, too. But I'm going to go with Detroit here, minus 130. Uh, against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Let's go with the Red Wings here uh, at home. I think they'll get a nice crowd tonight with the Lions. Everyone's excited about the Lions playing in the NFC Championship locally uh, tomorrow. So I think Detroit gets it done. Red Wings minus 130 uh, against the Golden Knights for my best bet. That'll th- now, now that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us. Again, uh, these Saturday shows are fun. They're extensive. But we do it because we love to do it, and we want to be here for the hockey better, and that is you. So we thank everyone for joining us. And a reminder, make sure you download the podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Alex P. Smith, Matt Robinson, and Zach Urban, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back tomorrow on Sunday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys. 